Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. From Disaster Recovery Journal and Asphalus Advisors. Now, here's your host, Vanessa Vaughn Matthews. This is John Seals. Vanessa is on her honeymoon right now. I thought we would take this opportunity to speak with the staff at DRJ and talk a little bit about our upcoming conference. With us, we have our president, Bob Arnold. Hello. And our conference director, Patty Fitzgerald. Hi. And our registration manager, Rose Shatro. Hi. Okay, so let's go around. Of course, we talked to Bob a few episodes ago about his past. DRJ started in his living room, and he's been in the business for... 30-plus years. Yeah, so... I don't feel that old, but I, I certainly am. Patty, I don't know if you were in that living room at the time, but you've been here pretty much since then as well. Yeah, that's correct. I wasn't in the living room at the time, but I've been with DRJ a long time, 30 plus years, every conference except a couple, but yeah, been around for a while. And Rose? I've been with DRJ since 2013. This would be my 14th show. Experience prior to this was in uh, on-site operations with a large travel company. I worked for them for 20 years. And... um... I'm John Seals. I've been with DRJ for 18 years. I was in the newspaper business, uh, mainly doing sports for 12 years prior to that. Uh, with the event coming up, what do we look forward to with, with this conference? Another great event here. Uh, our theme for DRJ Fall 2019 is Innovations in Managing Risk and Resiliency. Again, we're returning to the lovely JW Marriott at Desert Ridge. And I think it's our third or fourth year at this facility. It's an incredible uh, property. A lot, of, a lot of great meeting space, a lot of great uh, opportunities for golf, shopping, things like that all nearby. So we've got an incredible agenda lined up for everyone. Uh, looking forward to that here in uh, shortly. Uh, what, about? Yeah, by the time this runs, we'll have about, about 15 days or so. Um, I know at the conference we're going to launch the DRJ Mentor Program. Correct. Among, among the agenda and many other things at the show, we are uh, officially launching the first-of-its-kind software-supported uh, accelerated learning mentorship called the DRJ Mentor Program. We currently are in pilot program with about 25 matches uh, at the event. We'll be fully launching, looking for both mentors and mentees. We'd love to ever, everyone to stop by or even visit the, the DRJ website, which is just drj.com forward slash mentor. Uh, you can find out more information on how to apply. It's completely free of charge. We're looking for 200 plus matches on this first 10-month program we're launching in January. Uh, We'll start accepting applications as early as September 30th. Uh, What else can we talk about as far as at the conference? Uh, The topics, I I think, of course, everything on everybody's mind right now is cybersecurity, and certainly we're covering that in quite a bit of sessions, workshops, things like that. Uh, but, But really anything that can, you know, any risk an organization may face. So I think we've uh, accumulated and you know put together a, an incredible agenda that covers the gamut on all risks uh, that are currently facing organizations out there. And plus, uh, you have to be very agile. Things move very, very quickly. Things adapt very quickly. You know, the premise is trying to keep up to date on all those, you know, evolving risks and ensuring you're, you're doing everything for your organization to stay resilient. So that's really what I'm, you know, I, I think the overall emphasis of the, of the show and the theme is. 
Patty, as far as uh, getting speakers for this conference and for previous conferences, I guess even for future conferences as well, how does that usually work with the call for papers? Well, we put a call for papers out and ask the people to apply, provide uh, the information of what they're going to present. We need a synopsis, bio of the presenter, photo. They do it all online. They send it out to us. We have a deadline. This year will be October 7th for spring program of 2020, and we collect all of those. Bob and I, we go through them. We have uh, a lot of reviewers that look at them and figure out what we can use, what our theme is, what fits into the theme, those kinds of things. It takes, it's uh, quite a puzzle to put together. There's a lot of pieces involved, a lot of things that uh, get involved with this, with the whole setup of the of the conference agenda. Once it's set, though, we're good to go. What can we do to encourage practitioners to submit a, a call for paper? I don't think we have to encourage them too much. Everyone's willing and wanting to speak for us. That's a problem that we usually have, is that we can't get all the practitioners in there that we, we want or need. It's just the way it works. You know, timing is everything on all of it. If they can't get away in September, September's kind of tricky. That's close to year end. That's when most of them are, have their budgets where they're going to do their last testing, exercising of their plans and things of that sort. So we put it out there and I've had several say, I wish I could make it, but you know, we're doing, we're exercising the plan and that, that's critical for them. So they can't always make it, but they'll, they'll be back in, in March. And I also, I also think on the agenda, especially from a practitioner standpoint, the, the big benefit is touting how resilient your organization is, showcasing the work you've put in your program, as well as allowing others from the, the profession to take a look at what you're doing and offer suggestions of, hey, have you tried this or we're doing this? What do you think about that? And just the networking involved on that aspect of it is a, a huge benefit to anyone. Definitely. Definitely sharing lessons learned and sharing what works, what doesn't work, how innovative they are, what, what they're doing new, and, and uh, how it works for them because it doesn't. it's not a one-size-fit-all, as we all know. So it's not going to work that way, but to get out there and find out what other people are doing and piece your own plan together is how it works for you. So, Rose, what do the numbers look like so far? Yeah. It's great. Uh, we still have uh, 20 days or so to uh, accumulate more. Um, we're in line with where we were last year and uh, look forward to more. When you're there on site, you are busy from 5, 6 in the morning till Well, Bob and I are usually down there pretty early, and we have some late evenings, but to cover everything that goes into being available for our attendees when they arrive, that's the most important thing. So that's why I make sure we get down there and get everything set up. And Rose is the person to see on site if you have any questions. She knows pretty well, I'd say more than any of us here put together. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As far as the attendee experience goes. So uh, on the attendee side of the house, Rose is certainly your go-to person on site and before the event. Well, and we'll have the desk set up. Um, all your information can be gotten there. We'll provide anything from safety pins to Band-Aids. So if you got an issue, you just come see us. And the, and um, the favorite chocolate. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. definitely got chocolate. <laughs> There's a message board. You can come there for information, directions. We have local staff that make up the team at the desk, and they can help you with any local information if you're looking for somewhere to eat or somewhere to get off-site. They can give you that kind of information. All your conference materials, pick up your badge there, your conference badge. Anything's missing, come see us. How about the number one question you're asked? How do we find the session presentations? Yes, the (laughs) session presentations are going to be available on the mobile app, or you can just go online to drj.com forward slash sessions. 
That was a very frequently asked question. Wow. We try and publish it everywhere. But like I always say, we have so much information to disseminate out. Uh, There's so many of those little details that continue to get lost in the the crack somewhere. But that is a very frequently asked question. Um, I usually spend most of my time at the conference, at the booth. I always tell people that ask the question, well, what are you doing here? And it's like, well, I'm just here to pass out candy and answer stupid questions. (laughs) So... Sometimes I leave out the word stupid. <laughs> but I always say, and if any question, uh, you know, there is no stupid question, is that right? There could be stupid answers, but no yeah. stupid questions. Well, they get a lot of that, too, for me. <laughs> so, uh, and like you said, you know, Rose, you, you get everything. You get, I mean, you get serious questions. So yes. not just. Yeah. And they start delving into the business continuity, resilience, those kinds of things. Those questions need to be forwarded either to Patty or Bob because my expertise is on-site operations, not business continuity. <laughs> So uh, sometimes I feel like I have to pass those people along to others. So how about agenda? How does the flow of the show go with the start? You want to jump into that, Patty? Talk about when we, they arrive at uh, registration opens at, what, 10 a.m. on 10 Sunday? Workshops Sunday. started. Yeah, we have that. We also offer a DRJ 101 orientation for people that are new to DRJ, just to get them in there. So they, Because we have so much, there's so much information, so much going on, that it can be overwhelming if you're new to it. So we have we have a half hour session prior to any of the workshops on Sunday for them to come in and figure out what's going on and, and the EAB is always there, our editorial advisory board, and they will assist them in getting finding a room, finding what they need to know, or asking the questions that they all have. And talking and talking about the editorial advisory board too, you can identify them at the show by green, green badges. Green badges. These are some of the industry's serious leaders. veterans yeah. uh, of our space and they know our show, they know the space. They know the industry, so anything you could possibly uh, have in regard to the to the actual content of the of the material presented at the show, those those would be the experts you want to locate at the show and network with those folks. And that's one of the reasons why they're there. So they'll be in that session to assist and and you know feel free to approach any of them and any staff member as well and to help you guide you to where you need to be because you don't want to waste any time. There's a lot going on and you want to make sure you get it all in as much as you can. And from there we have solution tracks. And they have excellent sessions. That's for one hour on Sunday afternoon. And we have our welcome reception in the exhibit hall. That's always a good time. Meet the exhibitors, see what's out there. Do we want to talk about the raffle? Yeah. The exhibit hall raffle? Can we throw that in there? Exhibitors opt to buy into it. And the ones that will, will have their booth designated with a floor decal. The attendees are encouraged to visit those booths to collect the raffle tickets. The raffle tickets will all go into a bin at the DRJ booth, 812. And John will do the drawings on Monday afternoon during the refreshment break and on Tuesday afternoon in the refreshment break. Yeah, the, the last break. Yes, of the so day. the prizes will be given out there. If you don't pick up your prize there, we're going to post the, the winning tickets at the attendee registration desk up until noon on Wednesday. There's some great prizes, and it's it's a big hit. You mentioned that the exhibitors pay a fee to get in, and then Bob just takes all of that money and just buys however much stuff they... Yeah, Best right. Buy loves us. Yeah, we, yes. we show up to Best Buy, and unfortunately, I don't get to keep any of the tech gifts, yeah. but there are some yeah. incredible items. There's Bose headsets, smartwatches, GoPros, uh, hard, and GoPros hard drives. Portable hard drives, uh, just a ton of ton of great tech gifts. Yeah, uh, like I mentioned, I'm usually at the uh, DRJ booth. Rose is usually at the conference registration desk. 
Bob is usually at the exhibitor's registration desk, and Patty is floating. Floating. Usually kind of in our office or dealing with speakers who have AV problems and why didn't this show up and where's my slide. And Exactly. Just setting up this, those sessions, making sure that the speakers are calm, they're hooked up, they can get started, and everybody's happy. We don't want to run over or finish up too early, so we just, we just take care of the speakers as well as we do all the attendees. They need to be there. They need to be comfortable and give a good presentation. You know, you guys do the conference, and that's why when they thank me for the conference, I always tell them, thank these three, because I don't I don't have anything to do with that. I made these signs. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I said, I'm just here passing out candy. And- well, the biggest, I think the biggest challenge is just being able to adapt and understand where the attendee or the issue that arose and try how to try to fix it, as opposed to trying to make excuses about it. We know things are going to happen. Uh, we've ran 62 shows. There are things that will happen outside our control, and some are within our control. Uh, it's just how we adapt to those and kind of correct the situation as best as we can at that point. But majority of our attendees, our sponsors, our exhibitors, everybody are very, very friendly and easy to deal with. They're understanding that that things will happen. We are in the disaster recovery business. We understand things blow up. I mean, and certainly we, we want to just be able to minimize how it affects the attendees and the exhibitors and sponsors. And one thing great about our event, I think, is repeating business at the same venue because again the hotels know our program they know how it should flow they know how everything works and so everybody all the way down to the last housekeeper at the event knows our program and we've got a great relationship with them i think they are probably one of the biggest props we can give is just the staff of the hotels that that make it happen so uh, we're sort of the organizers and ensure uh, those those plans are followed as closely as possible but uh, it is it is a fine oil machine after hopefully after 62 shows we, we might be doing something right well it's a good partnership with with the uh, venues that we try to establish because we need them as much as they need us so yeah. it's, it's a partnership i just wanted to mention that i pulled a report today because in our registration we're now compiling some information on how the first time attendees have heard about drj and I pulled the report today, and our number one answer is colleagues. So if we have colleagues that are passing along that this is a great event, I, I, you know, that tells you right there we're doing something good, too. Yeah, I think that's true. Word of mouth is what, what gets it around. I'll get calls or an email that says, somebody said so-and-so told me that if I want to go to a conference, I go to DRJ. That's where I need to be. And we understand the, the challenges of getting budget to 10 face-to-face mm-hmm. shows, but the networking and the benefits out of them are just incredible your ROI and on the event is is way way beyond the investment so I just think the attendees all have a good time. They learn a lot, and they play hard, and I think that's important, too. They're learning, and they're still being able to burn off some of that energy that they have so they can go home and get ready, because that's what they want to do. They come for stuff to take back and get busy when they get back home, get back to the office. Yeah, hopefully we motivate them to get back into the office to implement those ideas and some of the the ideas they've picked up at the event. But also, I think finding that networking, you know, finding other individuals in your like industries and, you know, sharing ideas and those lifetime friendships yep. and even these, like, similar to the mentor program, finding people you can network, that that is just an invaluable resource. Yep, I agree. I think that that's what they find with it, too, is that they're going to meet thought leaders in this industry at our conference, and they'll get a connection, and that's worth the price of admission. You know, I hope everybody enjoys the event, certainly, and finds some some value out of it and lifelong connections. All right. Well, that's uh, Business Resilience Decoded. 
<laughs> I always forget what Vanessa says at the end of this. I don't know. Just start playing the music and let it go. Business Resilience Decoded is produced and edited by John Seals. For more information, visit drj.com slash decoded and asfalasadvisors.com slash decoded. Write to us on Twitter at drdecoded.